And hello, everybody, and welcome to the Movie Pit Podcast. I am your host, Christian. This is, of course, the Movie Pit Podcast, where we talk about all of the latest big-breaking movie news items to come out in the world of movies. We'll just talk about the movie trailers that came out this week, and we will talk about the movies that are out in theaters this weekend for all your viewing pleasures. I had time to record a podcast this week. I mentioned last week that I may not have enough time to record a podcast, but uh, obviously I do. Uh, I had time to edit it as well and release it out to you guys, so uh, here I am doing a podcast for you guys, uh, so let's just get right to it, let's not waste any more time. Uh, I did mention, again, uh, last week I mentioned that the podcast will be going through some changes, so if you want to know what those changes are, they'll probably be very uh, evident if you listen to the podcast enough, but if you didn't, why don't you go ahead and listen to last week's podcast, pretty much explain it right there at the beginning. Uh, so let's uh, dive into this week's movie, uh, movie news items. Uh, first, we're going to talk about some uh, quick trailer thoughts. Uh, we had quite a few trailers dropped this week. We're only going to talk about uh, a handful of them, uh, a few of them, I should say. Uh, but very quickly, we're going to talk about two specific ones. Uh, a new trailer for Scoob came out, which was the animated feature film about, of course, Scooby-Doo. It's, uh, it, it's, it looks fine. It, it, it looks fine. It doesn't look too out there. Uh, the animation's um, uh, very interesting. I, I, I know I've seen something... That looks fairly similar to it, but I think the animation for this animation uh, suits kind of the story they're trying to tell with the Scooby-Doo. So it looks pretty good, uh, or hopefully it will be good. Uh, the movie comes out on May fifteenth. If you're interested in that, uh, and then the second quick trailer we're gonna go, we're gonna get to, ironically, also another animated movie, um, or coincidentally, not ironically, uh, coincidentally, another animated movie. It's uh, from Sony Pictures Animation, and it's called Connected. This movie is produced by Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Uh, it follows a family on a road trip when they're taking the youngest daughter uh, to college. It's kind of a last uh, hurrah for the father to uh, kind of get back with his family and his kids and everything like that. And uh, unfortunately, a robot uprising starts. So nice little nice little twist uh, on the story. Uh, the voice cast includes... Abby Jacobs, uh, Abby, Abby Jacobson, who voices the the daughter, uh, Danny McBride voices the father, uh, Maya Rudolph's also in there, and um, who else is in there? Uh, I know I put it down. Uh, Eric Andre and Olivia Coleman are on there. Uh, the movie comes out, I believe, later this year. I did not put the release date on here for some reason, but it does come out later this year. It is coming out this year, I believe, uh, a little bit later. So we'll talk about that, of course, more when we get to uh, the release date for that. All right, and as for the bigger trailers of the week, uh, we'll talk about Artemis Fowl. It is based off the beloved book series uh, of the same name, and it follows a 12-year-old genius named, uh, of course, Artemis Fowl, uh, voiced here by newcomer, uh, I'm going to pronounce his first name wrong, uh, Fredia Shaw. Uh, I'm pretty sure I pronounced that wrong. Uh, he is a descendant of a long line of criminal masterminds as he seeks to find his father, who has mysteriously disappeared, and with the help of his loyal butler, uh, Artemis sets out to find him, and in doing so, uncovers an ancient underground civilization, an advanced world of fairies, and sets him on a collision course with a dangerous plan, and in doing so, has to try and save the world. Uh, you know, the basic hero stuff. Um, so if you, are, if you are a fan uh, of those books, obviously that synopsis does not really like the books, because apparently, uh, since I never read the books somehow, even though now finding out about the books... Um, or finding out what they really kind of are about. Uh, those sound really right up my alley. I don't know why I never read it, but uh, there you go. Anyway, uh, apparently, uh, the, the, obviously there was a lot of big changes because 
everyone uh, that had read the books and never, pretty much a lot of the reception from the trailer that came out earlier in the week uh, is uh, negative because it does not follow the books. Apparently, Artemis in the books, at least the first book for sure, he is a villain, a full-fledged villain, and the rest of the series is kind of him redeeming himself. Uh, but uh, this one, and obviously from the trailer, you can tell that he's kind of new to this world. He's kind of going to be our surrogate into the into this new world. He's not going to be evil. Um, so there's no evil kid in this movie, which obviously has a lot of people upset about that. Uh, I don't really have a connection to it, so I really don't know uh, what I can and can't, you know, get behind. But from the trailer, at least, it looks okay. Uh, it looks it looks like a fun adventure family movie. Uh, obviously, if you're a fan of the books, you'll probably be a little disappointed because it doesn't follow the books. But uh, we'll see how it works out. The movie is directed by Kenneth Branagh, and the writers of the movie. If you want to put any blame on the writer? I mean, if you want to put any blame, it's going to be the writers. It's probably going to be on Disney too, since they're the one releasing this movie. Uh, Connor McPherson and Hamish McCall. If you want to direct your hate towards someone, you can direct it toward them. And of course, again, to Disney. Uh, the movie co-stars Josh Gad, Colin Farrell, and Judy Dench. Artemis Fowl opens May 29th. Finally, this movie was supposed to come out last year. For whatever reason, it got delayed. I don't know if they were doing reshoots or if they just needed more time to figure it out. But uh, we're finally getting it released this year in May. The next trailer and the final trailer, at least at the time of this recording, obviously, is uh, Greyhound. In the early days of World War II, an international convoy of 37 Allied ships led by Captain Ernest Krauss, played by Tom Hanks. In his first command of a U.S. destroyer, crosses the treacherous North Atlantic while hotly pursued by wolf packs of Nazi U-boats. That is how the synopsis reads. I did not change that in any way, shape, or form. Uh, Hanks actually co-wrote the script himself, which is pretty cool. Uh, something he hasn't done in a while. He did write... I apparently forgot to write the other movies he wrote, but he did uh, write at least one movie called That Thing You Do... Uh, and he also wrote an episode of Band of Brothers, which he produced. And the movie itself is directed by Aaron uh, Schneider, who directed Get Low, um, and a couple other stuff, I believe, as well, obviously. And uh, Greyhound also co-stars Stephen Graham, although I didn't see him in the trailer. So maybe he, they're kind of hiding him in the first trailer. And Elizabeth Shue, who is here, and I believe plays Tom Hanks's wife, or at least someone that, that is interested in him, uh, and they're interested, and he's interested in her. Uh, the movie opens on June twelfth, and it actually looks pretty good. Uh, I this movie's been kind of on my radar a little bit. Obviously, it's Tom Hanks. It's a movie that he wrote. Uh, obviously, Tom Hanks is a very talented actor, and to see him kind of you know get behind the camera, even in, even if in writing the script form, and even producer form. Obviously, we've seen him in. Uh, producer form, but him seeing him uh, in another uh, level here as a writer is, is really, really cool. So uh, I think it looks pretty cool. Visually, it looks pretty cool. I, I think maybe they're still hopefully working on some of the CGI because it looks a little um, wonky, although it is a movie. I'm pretty sure a lot of it is uh, a majority of it, not a lot of it, a majority of it is probably going to be green screen, but uh, it looks pretty, it looks pretty cool. And seeing Tom Hanks on screen uh, is always fun. So there is that. Okay, so those are the trailers for the week. Uh, let's go on. Let's go on. Let's go on uh, to the rest of the movie news items. We're going to do some quick fire movie news items for you guys. 
Uh, first quick fire movie news item is some ratings came out for some movies. The New Mutants rating came out this week, and despite all the rumors that it would be rated R, it is not. It has officially been rated PG-13. Uh, New Mutants finally comes out on April 3rd, unless something drastic happens and they take it off the release schedule again. Hopefully that would not be the case, but we're getting New Mutants this year. Let's 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 see if that let's see if that sticks. Uh, the other rating that came out this week is A Quiet Place Part Two. That also got a PG thirteen rating. Really, no surprise. But uh, that movie comes out on April twentieth. So we'll be talking a little bit more about that, obviously, in the weeks to come. The next quick fire movie news item is the long-awaited sequel to Hocus Pocus will be released on Disney Plus. Uh, that movie has found director and Adam Shankman. He has directed. Movies like Hairspray and Rock of Ages. Uh, he will direct the script by Gene D'Angelo, who wrote the comedy, uh, comedy Central series Workaholics. The idea is to bring back the original cast, especially the trio of witches, played by Bette Midler, Kathy N- uh, Nanjimi, and I think that's pronouncing her last name. I, was, I never knew how to pronounce her last name. Uh, and Sarah Jessica Parker. However, no deals have been placed, but Disney is hopeful that they can get them back so they don't have to reboot the movie or recast the roles in any sort of way. Um, they've been talking about Hocus Pocus 2 for a long time, and now we got a director, we got a script, uh, and hopefully we'll get some casting updates on that soon. The next quick fire movie news item is that Lee Winnell, the, the writer-director of Invisible Man, after, success, after the success of the movie at the box office last week in Blumhouse, is keeping their well-known and successful formula of it ain't broke, don't fix it. Blumhouse and uh, writer-director Lee Winnell, like I mentioned, has signed a two-year first-look deal uh, that will cover Winnell's... Oh, sorry about that. Uh, will, cover Winnell, will cover any projects that Winnell will write, direct, and or produce... This pretty much guarantees that whatever one else does next, Blumhouse will release it or at least get first dibs on it. Uh, this also, or this isn't just random in any sort of way. Uh, 1L and Blumhouse have worked together on seven different times, all four of the Insidious movies, one of which he directed, and of course 1L's last film that he directed, Upgrade. Uh, moreover, Blumhouse head Jason Blum spoke with Bloomberg, and he pretty much suggested that we could see more Universal Monster movies from the studio, which I think is personally a very great idea. And once the Dark Universe uh, failed at Universal Pictures, i pretty sure I said on the podcast that if they really wanted to continue this, if they really wanted to do a uh, Universal Monsters universe again, give it to Blumhouse. Um, and it looks like that's what... And, Maybe that's what they're doing. Uh, who knows? Uh, but speaking of Jason Blum, he also appeared on a podcast, The Evolution of Horror, where he revealed a brief but big update on the seventh Paranormal Activity movie that was announced last year. Blum said that Christopher Landon, director of Paranormal Activity, The Marked Ones, and also the writer for the movies from Part 2 to The Marked Ones as well, he is going to help uh, develop the next installment, although he didn't go into, uh, go so far as to saying that he's going to direct the movie but he is helping uh, it uh, develop. So he's probably involved as a producer, maybe even a writer, uh, maybe even come back as a director. Landon has directed uh, films from Blumhouse as well. He's directed, uh, besides the Paranormal Activity movies, he's also directed the Happy Death Day movies. He directed the first one. He also uh, directed the sequel, which he uh, which he also wrote. Uh, he also wrote and directed a pretty funny uh, movie that I think kind of gets lost the wayside just because of the idea of it. But I kind of really liked it. It was like a nice little dumb, fun movie. Uh, Scout's Guide to the Zombie Apocalypse. Uh, So there you go.
there's Landon. Uh, the currently untitled Paranormal Activity 7, which we have no idea if it's going to be a reboot or if it's going to be a continuation, uh, has a release date currently of March 19th of next year. So obviously, uh, they're probably going to start filming that in the summer, maybe even the fall to get that release date. Um, there's a pretty quick turnaround on those movies, so we'll uh, obviously keep an update or keep an eye on that. The next quick fire movie news item is that Jason Statham has dropped out of the action comedy The Man from Toronto. The movie uh, would have had him team up with Kevin Hart, but according to sources, Statham, uh, Statham's deal was never closed, and the studio, which is Sony Pictures, has to find someone new to replace him in only six weeks because that's when they were supposed to start filming. Uh, the movie uh, the move is an interesting one because Statham also just left his casting agency too. I don't know if maybe the two are connected, but either way, uh, it's very interesting timing. Uh, either way, Sony has to find a replacement soon because, like I mentioned, they start filming in six weeks, or they wanted to film in six weeks, but they do also have a release date for November 20th. So there is that. The movie, by the way, would have been directed by Patrick Hughes, or is being directed by Patrick Hughes, uh, who directed The Expendables 3, The Hitman's Bodyguard. Uh, he also directed a movie that I really enjoy called Red Hill, uh, which is one of his first movies. And uh, and uh, the movie has a case of mistaken identity, as Statham would have played the world's deadliest assassin known as the Man from Toronto, while Hart will play, uh, would play a New York screw-up. The two would have run into each other at an Airbnb, where a, class of where a clash of personalities and deadly killers ensue. There, it's, 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 I think it's a little rare that we get a news item where Jason Statham drops out of a project, so that's kind of why I wanted to mention it. Uh, and finally, the last, no, the last, the last two quickfire movie news items. Uh, the Batman is currently, of course, filming. We've seen some set photos. They just released photos of uh, the new Batmobile, which looks a lot like a muscle car, all souped up. Uh, but it is adding to its already impressive cast. This week, the movie added twins, Max and Charlie Carver, mostly known for their work on the MTV series Teen Wolf. I believe they also appeared on The Leftovers as well in unknown roles. Of course, everyone's going crazy thinking who they're going to play. Of course, there's Wonder Twins jokes abound. Uh, Cinema Blend had a nice little article suggesting some people like Tweedledee and Tweedledum who aren't twins, who aren't twin brothers in the comics, but they are cousins, although they usually look a lot like each other. Uh, they usually work with the Mad Hatter, but they could, have, of course, be worked uh, to be henchmen for someone else. They also suggested the Trigger, the trigger Twins, which are uh, lower-known villains who are, I believe, a more... Uh, more in the more uh, modern sphere of the comics, uh, who dress up as cowboys and rob banks. Or they could be playing just two original characters to the movie. Uh, either way, the casting uh, is leading to a lot of speculation and suggestions. Uh, like I mentioned, they're filming right now, but the Batman will open next year on June 25th. And finally, the last, mo uh, last quickfire movie news item of the week is that Chad Stelhowski, the director of the John Wick movies, is writing his next film, which according to Deadline, will be an original, high-concept, car-focused action film. Plot details are uh, currently being kept secret right now, but it will reportedly focus on an interesting character relationship at its center. The film was written by Andrew Nemec and Josh Applebaum, who uh, had hands in uh, writing Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. It will also be produced by A Quiet Place producers Andrew Form and Brad Fuller, who recently parted ways with their former home, Platinum Dunes, uh, which was also one of the homes of Michael Bay, and have created their own production banner called Fully Formed. Stedhowski is currently plucking away at the next John Wick movie, uh, and he recently did some second unit slash stunt coordination, 
uh, work for Birds of Prey. So anytime Chad Stahoski is in behind the camera, I am going to be on board. All right, let's move on to this week's big movie news items of the week. All right, the first one is, in a huge move, uh, the upcoming James Bond film, No Time to Die, has shifted its release date from April 10th, to the, uh, here in the States anyway, to November. It's coming out like a few, it was supposed to come out like a few weeks before. Uh, it was supposed to come out this month, I believe, uh, over in uh, in international markets, especially over in uh, in the UK. Uh, the reason is due, of course, to, to, to the ever-growing threat of the coronavirus um, this now makes the 25th James Bond film the first tentpole movie to drastically shift its global rollout because of the outbreak. Now, No Time to Die will have the advantage of the Thanksgiving holiday uh, to punch up its already projected big numbers. Ironically, uh, it will be released on November 25th, uh, which because it's the 25th Bond movie. However, instead of having the weekend pretty much to itself now, as it was supposed to in April, it will now go up against... Uh, the other big tentpole movie coming out that weekend, Godzilla vs. Kong, which comes out uh, also on November 20th. Or, well, yeah, it will come out a couple of days before. Uh, this is pretty big. This is a pretty big deal. Uh, there are parts of the world where, they're not, where, there are, where there are not only travel bans, but even if you're in the country, public gatherings are prohibited. And uh, if you remember, we reported, I think it was last week. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was last week. Uh, Mission Impossible 7's filming in Venice, Italy was postponed because of the outbreak, because they were uh, now allowing people to gather in public. Uh, now, with the delayed rollout of No Time to Die, a lot of countries have already canceled the publicity tours, obviously. Um, the move is also a better move for the film because Bond movies make a lot of money overseas, too. Uh, it's unfortunate, but the delay of Mission Impossible and of No Time to Die, uh, safety comes first. It has to be done. Safety comes first. You know, you have over 100 people sometimes working on a film set for Mission Impossible 7. And for publicity tours, you have pretty much, you know, a lot of the cast there. You have the producers there. You have the writers there. Uh, you have the director there. Uh, sometimes you even have the writers. There. I think I already said the writers. But you have a lot of people from the cast. And it's there's no reason to promote a movie, go to a country that has the virus, and then... Oh, maybe contract it and uh, for what just so you can promote a movie where a lot of countries i believe one country even shut down all of their movie theaters uh, already so it's it, it's unfortunate and there was a report that came out uh, afterwards saying that mgm could lose somewhere between 30 to 50 million dollars uh with the move but it, it needed to be done obviously it is a serious threat it is a threat that you know uh, it's it's just it's just one of those things that has to be done. And as much hype as there was for the movie, there's already been a bunch of commercial breaks. For I already seen a bunch of you know commercials for the movie. Now they gotta you know take those out and swap them and change all their marketing material now that says April to November. It's a pain in the ass for them, but they know at the end of the day this needs to be done. Um, it's a big move too. It's not like, you know, if it was any other movie that got pushed back, it's like, okay, well, that's, you know, it happens sometimes, but this is a James Bond movie. This is a movie that everyone was anticipating. This is a movie that everyone was finally hoping to get to see. And now we got to wait pretty much the rest of the year to go, to go watch this. It's, it's a big move, but I get it. And I hopefully, hopefully fans will, will get it too. And most of them are very understanding of it. 
Also, No Time to Die is not the first thing that's been going around. Uh, South by Southwest, which is a film festival, it's going to be happening relatively soon. A lot of uh, people have uh, pulled out from that. There's, you know, a bunch of other stuff that people are pulling out of because of the virus. So it's going to be, it's going to very heavily affect a lot of things, not just movie going. Uh, so it should be interesting to kind of see how that works out. Uh, let's move on to the next movie news item. Uh, the Uncharted movie, the adaptation of the popular video game Uncharted continues to move forward. Uh, again, you know, a lot of a lot of delays on that one. Uh, Ruben Flesher, who directed the Zombieland movies, he also directed Venom, uh, has officially signed on to direct. There was reports uh, last month that he would step in, but uh, now he's officially signed on to direct. Not only that, it looks like the movie is growing its cast. Uh, as Variety reports that Sophia Ali, uh, she was... Uh, in Grey's Anatomy. She was also in Blumhouse's Truth or Dare. Uh, Tati Gabrielle from Chilling Adventures of Sabrina on Netflix. And Antonio Banderas have joined the cast, although who they are playing is unknown at the moment. Speaking of unknown at the moment, plot details. Although Tom Holland, who is playing a young Nathan Drake, recently said the plot will pull from Uncharted 4 Thief's End, in which the player does do submissions as a young Nathan Drake. Uh, Mark Wahlberg sets a co-star in the movie as Sully, Nathan's mentor. Uh, Uncharted has been in the works for a long time and has gone through numerous directors. Seven? I think this is eight. I think Ruben Fletcher is officially the eighth director attached to this movie. Uh, and even some lead actors. Wahlberg at one point was going to play Nathan Drake. Uh, and so they realized, like, no, if we want to turn this into a franchise, probably should have someone younger. Uh, so let's hope this one sticks. Uncharted currently has a release date of March 5th, 2021. Let's see what happens. Uh, the next movie news item is the Fanning sisters. Dakota and Elle Fanning are reuniting on the big screen for an adaptation of Kristen Hanna's best-selling World War II novel from 2015, The Nightingale. No, not that Nightingale. Not the Jennifer Kent-directed Nightingale. This is a completely different one. Not that one. Uh, and they already put a release date on it, uh, on it as well. The book synopsis for The Nightingale, the book, not the movie, not the already existing movie, uh, reads like so. Two sisters separated by years and experiences, by ideals, passions, uh, and circumstance, each embarking for their own dangerous path towards survival, love, and freedom in German-occupied war-torn France. The, uh, the story was inspired by, quote, the courageous women of the French resistance who helped down allied airmen escape Nazi-occupied territory and led, uh, or hid, sorry, I should say, hid Jewish children. The movie uh, has had quite a history behind it. Originally, it was going to be directed by Michelle McLaurin, uh, who directed a lot of TV for big shows like Breaking Bad, The Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, just to name a few. Uh, was going to direct a movie basically making her feature film debut. However, uh, she dropped out for unknown reasons, and then actress-director Melanie Laurent uh, stepped in to direct, and if you need a face to the name, she was an inglorious bastard. She played Shoshana. Uh, social, yeah, social. Uh, the movie uh, was originally going to come out in August of 2018. Obviously, that did not happen because it was then pushed back to January of 2019, and that didn't happen. Uh, so, obviously, uh, now it's coming out this year. Uh, it will be coming out on December 25th, putting it right in the lines then because it will be going up against a lot of movies. Uh, the Chris Pratt-led sci-fi action film The Tomorrow War. The long-gesturing sequel to The Croods. The Tom Hanks-led film News of the World, which is different from the movie we talked about earlier. The Ridley Scott directed The Last Duel uh, with Matt Damon, Adam Driver, Jodie Comer, and Ben Affleck. Although it's getting a limited release uh, on 
the 25th, but still. Uh, we're still counting that. Uh, Daniel Villeneuve's new take on Dune and Steven Spielberg's remake of West Side Story. Uh, they're probably trying to kind of catch the uh, magic of Little Women, but uh, Little Women obviously has a much more broader and bigger history than, uh, than this. Uh, the Fanning sisters have appeared and acted in the same movie together before, although the two were very young when they did it. Uh, it was the movie called I Am Sam. They did lend their voices to the English dub of My Neighbor Totoro, although who knows if they were in the same booth at the same time. Uh, Dakota did also do an uncredited cameo in Super 8s, which starred Elle Fanning as one of the leads, but uh, obviously that was a long time ago as well. So this is pretty cool. Uh, you know, we usually, you know, there's a, there are a lot, there are quite a few... You know, siblings in Hollywood, uh, a lot of the time, a lot of them don't necessarily work with each other, but uh, this is pretty cool. So uh, seeing the both of them on, on the screen together, uh, ho hopefully playing sisters, uh, or obviously they, obviously they are playing sisters because the synopsis says they're sisters. So um, this is pretty cool. I think this is pretty cool. Bad Robot, the production company of J.J. Abrams, I know that kind of sends a shiver down some of you people's minds, uh, will produce a supernatural revenge, revenge thriller western for Warner Brothers titled The Pinkerton. The movie was written by 10 Chlorophyll Lane Daniel Casey, uh, who also wrote the sci-fi drama Kin and co-wrote the upcoming uh, little indie movie called F9. I believe you also may know it as Fast and the Furious 9. Uh, but specific details are being kept under wraps. However, the term Pinkerton, if you know your history or just want to listen for the next 10 seconds, uh, should uh, make, give it a hint on what this movie will probably be about, or at least kind of a vibe for a bit. Uh, Pinkerton is the name of a detective agency that got started in the mid-1800s and became famous for two real big things. One of them was being the security for President Abraham Lincoln and then working for corporations during the Industrial Age. Actually, three things. The other thing is the homestead strike against Andrew Carne uh, Carnegie, where seven workers were killed. Uh, so we don't know which their thing they're going to do, but whatever it is, we'll, we'll find out. Uh, this sounds pretty cool. Obviously, Bad Robot. J.J. Um, uh, Abrams is one of the, the heads there. There's no word if J.J. Abrams will even be involved in the project. It's just his company, uh, even if his name is on it. It's probably going to be like an executive producer role where he's just going to, yeah, I was like, yeah, go ahead, put my name on it. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh, so there is that. And finally, the last movie news item of the week is that Skydance's long in-development action-adventure film based on the Bermuda Triangle, titled Bermuda, very properly, is back on track as it has hired Sinister and Doctor Strange director Scott Derrickson to rewrite the current script and direct. Not only that, the project is circling uh, Chris Evans to lead the movie. The most recent version of the script was written by Chris McKenna and Eric Summers, who wrote uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, Ant-Man the Wasp, and uh, Jumanji Welcome to the Jungle, which was the first one. Uh, now Derrickson will rewrite the script with his writing partner, C. Robert Cargill, who helped him write Sinister and Doctor Strange. Uh, although exact details on the plot are still unknown, but obviously it will probably revolve around the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, Sam Raimi is, was once circling the project, which obviously nothing ever happened from it. Uh, ironically, uh, now I'm using it right, Raimi is now circling to direct Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness after Derrickson sadly left the project. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, this is pretty cool. Uh, I, I remember reading about Bermuda a long time ago and uh, the fact that it's finally happening and it's going to happen with Scott Derrickson, of all people. I think that's 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 really, really cool. That's top-notch. And with him and 
uh, Cargill and Chris Evans if he signs on to the project. That's that's super cool. Uh, I just uh, I'm I'm really excited for this project now. All right, so those are all your movie news items, at least at the time of this recording. If anything else came out, so I'll drop it right here. And if not, then let's move on to this week's movie releases. This week we have the expansion release of Emma, which was the movie based off the Jane Austen novel that stars uh, Anya Taylor-Joy. So there's an expansion on that if you want to go check it out. The limited release of the week is the A24 film called The First Cow. The synopsis reads like this. Two travelers on the run from a band of vengeful hunters in 1920s Northwest dream of striking it rich, but their tenuous plan to make their fortune on the frontier comes to rely on the secret use of a landowner's prized dairy cow. The film is pretty much filled with some unknowns or at least some up-and-comers. Uh, we do have some uh, veteran actors in there like Ali Shawkat, Toby Jones, and Scott Shepard. Uh, I've heard some pretty big things, some pretty nice things about it. It is A24 have a great track record so again limited release just be aware of that your wide releases this week include the way back which is a movie directed by gavin o'connor who's directed movies like warrior and the accountant and miracle uh, a former high school basketball phenom struggling with alcoholism is offered a coaching job at his alma mater as the team starts to win he may have a reason to confront his old demons but will be enough to set him on the road to redemption this is the movie with ben affleck uh this is the movie that's been getting some pretty decent reviews everyone's saying it's pretty much your standard underdog you know story but uh, it's executed well enough uh which is a good thing uh this movie is also probably pretty cathartic for ben affleck you know the press tour has pretty much been revolving around how this movie mirrors a lot of his own life uh so Hopefully, you know, people go out and go watch this and give Ben Affleck a shot. You know, Ben Affleck's been the butt of a lot of jokes, but uh, he's feeling better. Uh, obviously, he's a little more healthier now, uh, and that honestly is the more important part of all of this. And finally, the last uh, wide release this week is Onward. That is a new animated film from Disney. Uh, it is set in a suburban fantasy world. Two teenage elf brothers embark on a quest to discover if there is magic. If there is still magic out there, the voice cast includes Tom Holland, Chris Pratt, Julia Louise Dreyfus, and Octavia Spencer. Uh, this has been getting some really, really good reviews, uh, from what I, at least from what I've been able to tell. Uh, it's Disney and Pixar, by the way, not just Disney. It's Disney and Pixar. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's been getting some pretty decent reviews. Uh, the movie has a very interesting concept. Concept-wise, I actually really like it, so hopefully, execution-wise, uh, the movie uh, delivers on that as well. So once again, you're li uh, you, I don't really have too much to say about the movies this week. It's, it's, they're pretty standard stuff. They're pretty you know straightforward in their own marketing material, so there's that. All right, uh, so once again, your movies. Uh, your wide release is Onward and The Way Back, and your limited release this week is First Cow with an expansion release for Emma. Uh, and that's it, guys. That's the podcast this week. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I really uh, very much appreciate it. Uh, obviously, everything you need link-wise is down below in the description slash show notes area, uh, personal Twitter and Instagram, the Twitter for the podcast, uh, the WordPress account where I'm doing a lot more stuff over there, um, easing in, especially now that I'm going through a computer change, so there is that. Uh, the YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, links, Stitcher, wherever you prefer to listen to. Uh, for whatever reason, uh, the Stitcher upload didn't 
didn't go last up last uh, last week, so I'm trying to figure that out. What's going on? So for whatever reason, this doesn't come out either on the Stitcher feed. I apologize for that, uh, but um, you know I'll, I'll fix that as soon as possible. But if you're listening on Apple Podcast or YouTube, doesn't really matter. But um, if you do prefer Stitcher to listen to your podcast, I, I am trying to I am trying to fix that. All right, guys, and so thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast once again. I very much appreciate it. Uh, hopefully I can, uh, get a podcast done next week as well. I should be getting a podcast next week, uh, as well. And, um, and yeah, that's it. That's all I got for you guys. So thank you guys so much. Enjoy your weekend. Uh, however you're spending it, enjoy your week, depending on where you're listening to this. And, uh, I'll see you guys next time. So go watch some movies.